it did have to do with mindset. It had to do with a strong why. Um, I, I've always been an action taker. Like I built my own house in 11 months while I was working construction. Like if someone says like, Scott, you know, like you got to work hard to get something. I'll work hard because I want the other thing on the other side. But people, I think they, they lack that in their life or even the people around them. So I wanted to kind of dive into like mindset, but then I wanted to turn it into an action plan no matter where you are in, in your life. This podcast episode is going to give you a kick in the you know what whether or not you need it. I love Scott Volker. We were in a mastermind together. We were in Pat Flynn's Accelerator Mastermind um, a couple of years ago now. And he was on my podcast a long, long time ago when I first started the Become a Media Maven podcast. And he is back. Um, I recently read his book called The Take Action Effect. And it reminded me so much of Gary Vee's Crush It!, I read Crush It years ago when I was starting my business. And this is a book, it's not just for people who have already built successful businesses, because if you are that person, then you know that you have another business idea probably rolling around in your head and you don't know if, how, when you should act on it. Um, But it's also for the person who's working full time, who has a side hustle, or maybe you even have a side hustle idea. Maybe you're all in on your business, but it's not super successful yet. And you're still stressed. Like this episode is for so many people and it's so amazing. You are going to love this interview with Scott Volker. Ever wonder how some people seem to get a ton of media coverage and you don't? Welcome to Become a Media Maven, where TV reporter, host, and news contributor Christina Nicholson shares years of media experience to help you get the media attention you and your business deserve. And now, to help you master your media coverage, Christina Nicholson. Scott, welcome back to the Become a Media Maven podcast. What's going on there? How are you doing? I am so excited that you are back again for a second time. Mm, I know. I'm excited too. I'm excited because, uh, well, we were able to get this done before you had your baby. Yes. At the time of this recording, (laughs) I am very pregnant. You are actually the last scheduled interview before it is time to have this baby. I feel special. Yeah. And I already rescheduled you once because I think maybe something related to baby birthing things could have been I cut Um, but I'm glad I rescheduled you because in that time I was able to finish this amazing book called the take action effect Mm. yeah and I'm really glad that you got through that I mean like again like a lot of people they're like they'll start it and then you know they they won't finish it but most of the people that I've been hearing from they said yeah I, I actually read the whole thing it was actually good and engaging and I learned a ton and I'm fired up to get out there and make it happen so that's it, cool yeah it really is it's like a fast read and I was telling you before it was giving me the Gary V crush it vibes which I read probably mm-hmm. like five years ago and as I'm reading this book the whole time I'm reading it I'm telling my husband you should read this you should really like it because my <laughs> husband is all like I mean he's got a great job he's a golf pro he gets paid to golf and teach other people how to golf, but it's still a full-time job. And, and he is like, yeah, this stuff, you know, it gives me the motivation to go and do it. I just don't know what it is. So for people who Mm -hmm. have not read the take action effect, please tell us what it is. Yeah. Well, I, the book kind of came from just like years of me kind of going through 
like, you know, the journey of being an entrepreneur. And it's funny because this morning I just did a little Instagram little story because, uh, you know, I think a lot of people, they get stuck in their own, in their own way, right? Like it's there, they think they have to have it all figured out. But the big thing that really motivated me, and I'm talking way back, you know, in the day was my kids and not wanting to live with regret that I missed stuff. And so the book really for me was like, how did I do it? Cause a lot of people say like, Scott, how did you do it? You've been at this thing for over 18 years. Like, how did you do it? And then I started like, like retracing my steps and I'm like, it did have to do with mindset. It had to do with a strong why. Um, I I've always been an action taker. Like I built my own house in 11 months while I was working construction. Like if someone says like, Scott, you know, like you got to work hard to get something, I'll work hard because I want the other thing on the other side. But people, I think they, they lack that in their life or even the people around them. So I wanted to kind of dive into like mindset, but then I wanted to turn it into an action plan, no matter where you are in, in your life. Like, you know, like your husband, like got a great job, you know, loves what he do does in a sense, but he still has to report. He still has to be on the clock at certain times, but he could technically take that skill set that he's doing for someone else and probably turn it into a business that he could do himself, which that'd be a whole nother conversation. But if he reads the book, he'll kind of start thinking through because it'll start opening your eyes and unpacking yourself and your skill set. A hundred percent. And it's funny, like when, when people say, oh, Scott, how'd you do it? It's funny mm -hmm. because I feel like people will be like, oh, can I take you out to coffee? Can I take you out to lunch? I want to hear how you did it. Like, okay, mm -hmm. let me just explain the last 18 years and sum yeah. it up in 30 minutes for you, right. Right. Um, which right. is ridiculous. But something that you did in the book that I really liked, and I was afraid you were going to stop doing it in the book, but you didn't. But like at the beginning, you know, you tell a couple stories and then you're like, I'm not going to make this book all about me and my stories and my life. And I was like, no, 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 please do because I like it. That's yeah. how I learn. But yeah. you and, and you kept telling your stories, but you it, it was like it's like the best way to learn is to hear mm -hmm. your stories and how you did it. And you did it like step by step. And it was so good. Mm. Yeah. And the reason why I didn't want because at first I'm like, man, I'm just talking about myself. I don't want it. I don't want this book to be just about me. So as I was talking to my book coach, I'm like, I really want to. I want to weave my stories in, but I want to turn it always into a lesson, into an action step. Um, and that's why the book, even when I started writing it, I didn't know it was going to be called the take action effect. And really the whole, like the whole thought process behind that, when it kind of came to be was, I was like, there's been these moments throughout my life. I mean, all the way back to when I, you know, met my wife that I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to go out and, and, you know, go out and, you know, hang out with my buddies one night at a bar that I couldn't get into because I was only 20 years old and then they convinced me to go and then she happened to be there and she wasn't supposed to go, but her friend dragged her out. It was just kind of meant to be and that moment changed my life forever. And there's been a lot of these moments, whether it's a business decision or a relationship, whatever, and it's just allowed us to get to where we are. So in the book, I, I always call out these moments in my life, but then I kind of bring it back to you. Like what's something that happened to you? that you can unpack, that you could say, oh, wow, like, look at my timeline. Like, that's crazy. Like, that's how I got to where I am. And, oh, I do have these skill sets. So it's it's a way to build up your confidence. And then once we get that to a, a certain level, then we can go ahead and start really doing the, the strategy or the tactics, if you will. Yeah, it's perfect. And I will link to the book in the show notes, because if you are thinking of starting a business or if you are in the early stages of starting a business, this book is perfect for you. Um, and I do want to ask you, I'm just going to ask you a bunch of questions on behalf of my sure. husband who doesn't yeah. know that I'm asking you questions on behalf of him. <laughs> um, okay. What do you say to people who 
are just of that mindset where they're afraid to leave a full-time job for the unknown. Because I think that's the biggest thing. I think the biggest thing that holds people back is they're afraid to take that Mm -hmm. risk. Well, I think, you know, in that case, you almost need like a safety net, right, of some kind. And I talk about that in the book too. It's like I always had safety nets to fall back on. Now, I would probably guess that if your husband's doing golf stuff and he knows how to golf and he's teaching people golf, there's probably a way for him to make money teaching people how to golf on his own. If all he did was build up a clientele base and then basically taught people. Now, that's more of like one-on-one. It's more like you can't really scale that without you being there, but it still is a safety net. So even if his job was you know eliminated, because that's the other thing, right? Like what's the guarantee that his job isn't going to be eliminated? Agree. Right? I, mean, I say there, that. Yep. There's there's always a there's always a, a chance or a risk that that can happen. Um, but you all you think well, it's a big company that'll never happen. Um, but it could. And uh, I mean, there's people you know that they're experiencing that every single day that we just don't realize, but they feel safe. Um, and then what do you do? Right. So to me, I'd rather start to build that on the side. Now, I wouldn't recommend that your husband leaves his job. I would say do something on the side, carve out, you know, maybe, I don't know, five hours a week to just basically work on this little side hustle, if you will. And then you're going to learn through that process. You're also going to get yourself kind of rooted into a niche. You're going to also see what you like, what you don't like, um, start to get a little bit of traction. And then once you start to see that there's there's some growth opportunities there for you, that kind of gets you excited and then you start to build out that that plan of what it looks like for you to move forward. I'm a hundred percent believer that everybody mm. should have a side hustle. Like mm. I, even though I have a successful business, I still have a side hustle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You do too. Yeah. You, I feel like you've always got, you know, like a, this side hustle. Now it's turned into the main hustle. So now I got to start another side hustle. Like you're that mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, is you're always, once you start to go down this path though, you, you start to see pivots. And like right now, this book is a part of a pivot. And you know about my pivot because you and I were in a mastermind together. Um, You know, this book was part of that pivot for me. So, you know, for those of you that don't know, I started a podcast about four and a half years ago. And it was all in the beginning, it was all about how to start an Amazon business. Right. And so it was like, find a product, put it up on Amazon, get some traffic, learn that system. And then you start to sell product. And it worked. Then what happened is it got saturated and then there's a ton of competition and now there's Chinese sellers coming in every single day and they're undercutting us. They're, they're using black hat tactics and, and, and so we're, we're up against that. So as I started to see this, I'm like, well, wait a minute here. That's like not my background. I just started this podcast because that's what I was doing at the time, but I'm really more about business and just marketing and, you know, like online business. And so that's where I said, well, wait a minute, I got to create something that identifies me as being someone that can help someone start a business from scratch or take their existing business because a lot of my listeners on my podcast have Amazon businesses, but they want the other thing. They want the content business. They want the traffic outside of just that physical product world. So that's why this book really, it paints a picture for two different people, someone that's a physical product or an e-commerce seller only, and then they can, you know, take these principles and apply them, or it's for someone that's starting completely from scratch. Um, and so when I was writing the book, I really wanted this to be a pivot for me that was going to allow me to speak to a wider audience, not just people that are like, Oh, I want to sell e-commerce. You know, Scott's the e-commerce guy. Scott's the Amazon guy. And I wanted to start it really 
pivot towards just how to build online businesses, um, no matter what the uh, the market or the niche is. I love it. And then you just had an event recently centered mm -hmm. around this too, right? Tell us about your yeah. event. Yeah, that's uh, and again, another take action moment. I mean, I, I continually kind of go back to that because now it's so clear to me. So yeah, about uh, what's about 14 months ago now, I decided to write a book and have my first ever conference with a couple hundred people. And I'm like, holy crap, like that. Those are two big things. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. And so when I was doing the book, I did the book actually behind the scenes as it was going to be a reveal that I was going to do at the event. So I almost gave myself this accountability piece that I needed to get this thing done and I needed help. So I hired a coach. And from there, um, I was working on that behind the scenes and I was you know, preparing for this event, which by the way, you know, and I talk about this in the book doubts. I had doubts. I'm like, am I going to be able to fill all those seats? Am I going to have to be on the hook for a hundred thousand dollars for this event that I'm putting on? Like it's, it's real. Like this is like, you can't, this isn't like just an online course. You put it together no one buys it. Okay. That sucks. I spent a little bit of money and a little bit of time. We're talking hotel, you know, commitments, you know, food and beverage, like all of that stuff. Like it's real, you know? So that was a scary thing for me, but I knew that I needed to do it, uh, because I knew my community would want it. And it proved to me that this is something that I definitely want to do more of. So after we got done, we just wrapped it up about three and a half, four weeks ago. It was amazing. I had the best time of my, my life. My wife was there. Um, my, a couple of my kids were there, um, helping. And it was just, it was really life changing for me and for people that attended. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was absolutely amazing. And it's called brand accelerator live. So my podcast is the amazing seller and I'm like, well, okay, I don't want it to be just about being an amazing seller, I want it to be about building brands. And then that's where we came up with Brand Accelerator to take you know your business to the next level. And one thing leads to the next, which leads to the next. Mm -hmm. Like when you were um, working with people on Amazon, like it was building a brand to sell your stuff. Mm -hmm. And then and now mm -hmm. it's building a brand to yep. um, you know do things off of Amazon as well. Yes. So yes. that's awesome. Um, and tell us a little bit about the, the take action effect, like you, like those are two big things in last year, mm -hmm. writing the book and then having oh, the huge. event. Um, but mindset wise, mm -hmm. like you have your fears, you had your doubts, like that event thing, that's kind that those are big doubts yeah. and big fears. Like mindset wise, how do you move past that? I mean, obviously you are financially successful now to do that. You probably would not have done that 10, 15 years ago, correct? No, I, I totally wouldn't have. And I didn't think even when I started the podcast that I would ever do an event of that size. Uh, you know, I mean, to me, like being able to have people come to a workshop, uh, you know, 20, 30 people and I helped them for two days. That was like a dream. We did that multiple times and it was awesome. And then I'm like, okay, let's level up, you know, let's, let's bring community together. Let's, let's, let's build this, you know, this, this community of people that are going to be able to help each other, but it's also going to build, you know, like my brand, you know, and what I believe in. And, and I think a lot of people that they get stuck in like, well, someone else has already done it, right? Like we, we, we know Pat Flynn, we're mutual friends, right? Like we've been in, in one of his groups, like we know him. I would say then to myself, oh, I can't do it. Pat's already done it. But you know what? There's people that are going to resonate with me and not him. Just the way it is. You know, and you know, some people would be like, nah, I don't know, like everybody, everybody's going to like that person. No, some people are going to like my energy. I have different energy than Pat does, right? Pat isn't your like, you know, like, let's get out there and let's take action. Like, like he's a little bit more low key, nice guy, right? But he's not the guy that's going to fire you up necessarily. I am, but some people don't want that, right? And so 
I just think that we, we, you get in our own way when we think that it's already been done. There's already someone else that's doing it. Why is someone going to listen to me? Because you, you share your story, you share your beliefs, you, you share what you're, what you're driving towards. You know, like you, you also tell people what you're not. I'm not the person that's going to go out there and show you how to buy a Lamborghini, uh, you know, with Amazon money and, and live in, uh, you know, the, the beach house that, uh, you know, is all decked out and you got all your friends there and you got your yacht in the backyard and all like, that's just not me. Like, would it be cool to spend a weekend there? Yeah, but I wouldn't, I, I, I'm not striving to build this, you know, this crazy life that I have to support because I always look at it like that. I'm always practical. Like the more stuff I have, the more I got to support, right? So if it's not making me money, I generally don't do it. Just like my Airbnb that I just did that you know about. Mm -hmm. um, the only, only reason why I did that was because I had a plan, right? It's going to make me money and I can enjoy it, right? So um, yeah, very practical. But I just think that people need to understand there's always a place out there for you because no one can be you and you're going to have your own set of beliefs. You're going to have your own you know, methodology, whatever, but you got to believe in it. And you also got to surround yourself with people that are going to lift you up, that are going to level up your game and hold you accountable. And I, I've, I've had some pretty good people in my life to, to allow me to do that. That's awesome. Okay. So when it comes to taking action, start a side hustle because you have to have something to fall back on. When I started my business, I had a side hustle. I was side hustling for about six months. I wanted to side hustle longer. I wanted to have something more consistent, but Scott, as you know, my mouth has no filter. I told my boss he was a sociopath <laughs> and the side hustle turned into a full-time thing pretty quickly after that. Mm -hmm. um, start small and work your way up, um, which sounds so freaking obvious, but I feel like we live in this world where people want to say they did X and X amount of time and they put so much pressure on themselves to just like hit these made up milestones in their head that they try to take shortcuts and it works against them. So I'm glad you said that. Um, use your unique assets because I totally agree with you. I last year bought a YouTube course and I have two personal friends who are YouTubers. And I remember even asking Pat, I was like, well, which one should I learn from? Because like, they're both friends of mine and they're both amazing at YouTube. And mm -hmm. he was like, pick this one because her business model is more like yours than the mm. other business model. Mm -hmm. So I, I like that. Like, look at, you know, even though you do the same thing, y'all do it in different ways and for different reasons. Yeah. Um, any other, any other things that can get us to get off of our ass and take yeah. action, even though we're scared? Yeah, well, I, I think the biggest thing is number one, having the focus and having the direction. Like, what are you trying to achieve? Like, and so many people are like, well, I want to make, you know, $200,000 a year. Okay, that's great. Like, we can work there, but you're not going to get there in 30 days. Like, I think we all know that. And if you believe that, well, you're, you know, you're not like me, right? Like, I know it's going to take a lot of work to get there. It's possible, but it's not just going to happen overnight. So I just think that you need to, even if, even if you don't think this is going to be like your forever thing, because I don't think anyone's going to really have their forever thing. I think you just need to pick something and I think you need to go. And so like for me, a lot of times it's, you know, what, what niche do I want to go into? What market do I want to go into? And then from there, I can start building out assets that can then get me in front of those people. And then I can start to see if there's money that I can make there. Now I might do a little bit of like research ahead of time and go, Oh, are there products being sold in this market? Um, yes. Okay, cool. Check. Um, you know, is there content that's being, that's being consumed in this market? Yes. Right. Is there social media? Yes. Like I'll check off those boxes, but then from there, 
once I kind of lay that stuff out, then it's just a matter of like, all right, I'm going to commit to this thing for eight to 12 months, right? Like I'm going to commit to it for eight to 12 months. And I, I just recently had actually a listener of mine and he was like, Scott, I've been listening to you. I've done a lot of what you said and I'm just not seeing the ROI. And I'm like, all right, well, what have you done? He's like, well, I posted some articles and they're not getting any traffic. I go, how many articles? He said 15. I go, how long? It's been a year. I go, all right, well, I mean, 15 articles isn't really that many. And, you know, depending on how they're optimized, you just might not have enough stuff out there. It doesn't seem like you showed up other than maybe, you know, once a month, maybe, you know, once, you know, a month and then maybe a little bit extra, you know? And so I was like, you got to show up on a regular basis. I'm at 730 some episodes of a podcast, right? I, I published 50 podcast episodes, 56 before I ever made a dime. But I think everyone needs to see the money before they continually put in the work. But as long as you know that you have a market, they are buying stuff and maybe even looking at ad networks like um, AdThrive or Mediavine and you look at that, you go, oh, if I get 25,000 page views, I can make money from just an ad network. That means I just have to focus on getting traffic. And then once you're doing this, you're building up the skill set that then you can take and apply to another thing when you decide to pivot like I've done so many times, which is outlined in the book. Um, so I just think you just got to get out of your own way and pick something and commit to it. Like that's the secret sauce and then learn as you go. The other thing I'd like to say though is you also don't have to validate every, or you don't have to put build something and then, you know, completely and then validate it. I think you can validate by either publishing content, seeing what resonates, or let's say that you're building a course. And I've done this numerous times. I will sell the course before I ever create one lesson. And the reason why I've done, I've done it that way is because I've built courses in the past and then I get crickets. And I'm like, I just spent four weeks, you know, hammering out this training and putting all the modules together and figuring out my membership and all of this stuff. And then I get, you know, a handful of sales and then I'm pissed. Right. So then I flipped it around. I said, well, wait a minute, let me do this. Let me tell people what I'm going to teach. And then I'll see if I can get 20 people to say yes, and then I'll build it. And then they'll pay me to build it. And I've done that every single time and it works like a charm. So that's my little bit of advice there. A little bit of a rant there. So I love the that's rants. That's what I got. Love the yep. rant. Um, and your story about selling the course before mm -hmm. you build it in yep. the book is amazing. Yeah. Done it. I've done it numerous times. I've done it in the photography niche. I've done it in the you know e-commerce space. And I've done it with just about every single product I've ever released um, after I was burnt once. And, and the one that I got burnt with was a marketing course for photography. And, um, I, I launched that, I built it and I, I didn't have as much success as I had with my other ones. So I was like, was that really worth the time? So then from there I would just say, Hey, I'm going to do this new training. Or I would say, Hey, I'm going to do an update on this training. Would you guys be interested if I get 10 of you that say yes, then I'll go ahead and do it. And it's, you know, 200 bucks a piece. So they pay me two grand to do it or whatever. Um, which, you know, nowadays it's like, you know, if, if I'm going to do a course, I want at least, you know, 20 people that are going to, you know, pony up 495, you know, like 500 bucks and then I'll build the course. And that's, it's happened every time, but also there's the, the whole buildup of the anticipation of it. Like there's all of the marketing stuff that goes into it that you learn over, over the time. Um, but it works really good, you know? So yeah, I think that you have to get rid of perfection and don't worry about having a finished product yet. Just, just go ahead and have an idea, tell people what you're going to teach, how you would teach it and see if they pony up the money. A lot of people will say yes, but they won't actually pony up with their credit card.
Exactly. And that's what matters because people will just say yes to everything because it sounds mm-hmm. nice. And yeah, well, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Oh, that's great. I'll yeah, I'll do that. Well, okay. Well, put in your credit card and let's get you going. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I like what you said about committing to something for eight to 12 months, because oh, again, yeah. I feel like we live in this, this time where people just, mm-hmm. they want things so quickly. I mean, it happens with me in, in my, my business with my PR agency. Like no matter how many times I explain how the industry works to people, they're like, Oh, well we don't want it to work like that. We want it to work like this. So this is what we expect. And it's like, no, no, no. Like these things, yeah, these things take time. And you yeah. and I spoke recently about, um, my side hustle with my blog and, and niching it down. Mm-hmm. And I have since started instead of posting like twice a month, I'm posting three times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've literally just been doing this for a couple of months. So I know not to like obsess in my Google analytics because again, like this stuff takes time, especially when it comes to SEO. Right. Mm. Um, but I'm, I'm committed for at least a year posting three times a week because it takes a while for things to come to fruition. Like you said, with your podcast, like you had to go for quite a few episodes and people think, how do I make money blogging? How do I make money on Instagram? Well, first people have to give a shit about what you're posting Mm -hmm. and what you're sharing. And that takes time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. I mean, that's a big one. And I think so many people, they want like the instant gratification, um, you know, four weeks they do something and then they don't see the return, you know? Um, it's like the guy I was mentioning, like he posted 15 articles for a year. He should have posted at least, you know, at least four articles a week to me, like mm-hmm. for him in, in his market. I know the market that he's in, like he needs to be for, and again, these don't have to be like epic, epic blog posts. We're talking about just basic questions, maybe 1500 words. Like you can have a writer write this stuff. I actually have, and you know about this. I've got, again, talking side hustles. I'm the way that I look at it is like I have Airbnb, I have an Airbnb property. I love it because Sky has nothing to do with it. I have a management company. It's a lakeside property. You know, like it's, it's amazing, right? But I don't touch it and I get paid. And I'm like, you know what? I got to start building some of these as like online businesses. So what I'm going to do is take these skill sets that I've learned. And I'm going to build systems and I'm just going to build little pieces of real estate that could bring in maybe a thousand or two thousand dollars per month. And I got nothing to do with them. And it might be a niche that I'm not into, but I know someone that is, or I can find a writer and I'm just going to build out these these pieces of real estate. And then the cool thing is, is you can sell these. Like there's people right now building content sites or physical product businesses that are selling for 50,000 all the way up to $20 million. Um, so it's totally out there and doable, but I'm with you. It's like, you need to pick something, show up on a regular basis, give it time. Google takes time to index stuff, to get it ranked, but you got to show up on a regular basis. And I think a big part about doing all of these things, like we've listed five ways that you can take action, even when you're scared. Um, A big part is having somebody to go to like a mentor or a coach, somebody who knows what the hell they're talking about. So your side hustle isn't a side hustle for five years. It's a side hustle for a year and you're not wasting your time or money with trial and error. So, I mean, I know now you have started helping people with this. Mm -hmm. So for people who, again, they are afraid to even just take action and invest in a coach or a mentor, what do you say to that? Yeah. I, I mean, that's a big, there's so much opportunity out there And sometimes it's too much. It gets overwhelming. Right. And so I think you got to ask yourself first, like, what do you want? And then, like you said earlier, like, who do you resonate with? Right. This book for me is a way for me because I've had people over the years, Scott, how do do you do it? What do I do? 
I actually had a recent friend of mine before I actually released the book and I said, this book is for that person, right? This book to me is a way for you to see all of the opportunities that are available and then you need to pick one. And then from there, you also get to learn about me as the mentor, right? And then from there, if you want, there's ways that you can get in touch with me there. You can listen to the podcast then we can further build that relationship. So to me, it's always about the relationship. It's always about building the know, like, and trust way before you ever buy anything. Now, does the book cost something? Yeah. I mean, Kindle, it's like seven bucks, paperback, like 14, hardcovers, like 22. People, like, whatever, you can right? do it. Like if you can't right? do like, that, then you should not be thinking about starting your own business. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. So it's like, does the book cost something? Yeah, it actually costs money to make. Like Scott doesn't make a lot of money on a book, right? But for me, it's the relationship starter and it's a way that I can help someone even if they never buy anything else. I've got one story of a guy that just actually, he just messaged me and he says, Scott, I've been listening to your podcast since, since episode three. Again, remember, I've got 730, I just recorded 739, which should be aired soon. So 700 plus episodes. He listened all the way back on three about four years ago. He's since launched his own business. He's, uh, he actually sells flat art. He has artists that submit their work. He does the printing, right? $15 million business per year and he employs 28 people. That He's never insane. bought anything from me. He just listened to the podcast, right? Do I care? No, because there's other people that are going to need the help. They're going to need the guidance, but this guy's giving me all kinds of credit. So what's that do for me? It brings up the authority for Scott, right? It, it brings up, you know what? People listen to Scott. They actually, you know, if they do the work, they actually get results, right? So he's already, he's paying me by giving me a testimonial, by giving me, you know, that story that I get to share just like I did right now, which is amazing to me. So I'm not greedy. Like I don't need everyone to pay for something. I just want to help more people. And I know then it will come back. And it always has. It always yeah. has. And trust people. Scott's got yeah. enough revenue streams. He's okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We're, I mean, we're doing okay. It's not that I don't want more. And it's not that I want more because, you know, like Scott's just, you know, safe all the time. Like, I don't think anyone should feel safe. I think they should feel as though they got to be growing. They got to be continually, you know, thinking to themselves like this could get cut off. Why do you, why did I do the, the Airbnb, the lake house? So it doesn't have anything to do with me. Cause I want a revenue stream that doesn't rely on me. Right? Like, even though I've got some things that are going, you know, decent, I also want to make sure that there's things that are happening out there that I don't have to necessarily worry about. So, you know, yeah, I got into the Airbnb. Again, that was another take action moment, right? I wasn't going to do that. You know the story about that, but I wasn't going to do that. I ended up doing it and one thing led to another. And now I've got a lake house and I want to have like four more in the next six years now because I love that model so much, but it just takes a lot of, it, it takes a lot of capital to get that up and running rather than you building out a niche site or something, right? Or, you know, like starting on Amazon or whatever. It's a little bit less to do that than it is to, you know, to renovate and to, to get an Airbnb going on the lake. Yeah. And I feel like too, with what you have done, it's, it's almost like an addiction. Like when you start a business and it mm. grows and it's successful, then you're like, Ooh, now what? And it's like a challenge. Like, let's see if I can do it again with this. And let's <laughs> see if I can do it again with this. And it turns into, it's not like stressful work at that point because you have a few other safety nets. It's like a fun challenge to see mm -hmm. what else you can do. It, it is. And it is addicting in a sense, like you, like, like you said. Um, and I have to stop myself because I get a lot of, you know, opportunities that are tossed my way, you know, even now with the podcast and stuff, like I get a lot of great offers, but I've got to say no more. Right. And that's another part of learning through this journey is like, you know, you got to say no, like, you know, these projects sound fun, but, and they're exciting and there's opportunity there, but there's also risk, 
you know, like, uh, you know, like with the lake house, my, my safety net is, is if I need to, I'll just sell it. Right. Like, I mean, I'll do that. But if, if, you know, I, if I can keep it, I want to keep it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I just think that there's all different levels depending on where you are in your journey of risk. There's always going to be. And if you're not a little bit nervous, a little bit scared, you're probably not pushing hard enough. You know, I, I think that we need that for growing and for growth. Um, just you, you got to monitor that though. I mean, this past year was a pretty stressful year for Scott book event, Airbnb all in one year. So, um, so this year I'm like, you know what? I said to my wife, we got to, we got to chill here for a little bit. We got to take a deep breath and, uh, we got to recalibrate here. Yeah. Go stay at your Airbnb for a couple of weeks and chill. Yes. Have we did staycation. that right after the event. There you yeah, go. We, we did that. And actually my, <laughs> actually Wally was there. You, you loved it. I, Wall- I can't wait Wally to meet Wally. Yeah. Yeah. Wally's, uh, he was good. He was at the event too. He, uh, he was there as the greeter. He was doing high fives with the take action. Uh, Of course he was. Okay. Y'all will find out more about Wally and the take action effect. (laughs) Yes, you will. All the details about Wally. I feel like he is a legend that I am just waiting (laughs) to meet in person. I cannot wait. And the fact that he's a greeter doing high fives is just like, that's precisely how I picture Wally. Oh yeah. No, he's, uh, he's awesome. He's, uh, he's, he was my, like I said in the book, he was like a, a huge, uh, mentor of mine, inspiration of mine. I really looked up to him still do, um, hard worker. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm just, I'm grateful that he's, he's able to still even experience this and even being at the event and having this book be a release and having him be part of it. Pretty amazing. So amazing. Okay. I'm linking to all of this goodness, the take action effect, the amazing seller podcast. So you can listen um, to Scott, um, on his podcast. Um, anything else, Scott, that we should have mentioned? No, I think we're good. I think the only thing, uh, like you said, it is in the book. Um, it, it'll kind of, it really kind of goes through and unpacks you just your, your mindset, but then also like what you could potentially start and then lay out the plan. The other thing is, is on the, on the podcast, I've started to do more of these what I, I call them is like their live coaching calls where Ooh, I'll have someone come on. Yeah. I've been doing them. Um, probably, I don't know, once every other week right now. And I want to kind of amp that up a little bit. Um, I don't do any one-on-one coaching right now. I do my inner circle stuff, which, you know, is pretty expensive, but these, these coaching calls, people get a lot of value because it's really everything that's in the book, but it's me kind of like going through and kind of digging into this certain business. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I would say definitely if you're going to tune in, tune into some of those, because that will really allow you to see that not everything's exact, but it does follow these core principles in the book. Awesome. I'm definitely going to listen to those because those are always fun. I love hearing from people's personal stories and that's why I like the take action effect so much. So to grab that, make sure you check out the show notes for this episode. Thank you so much, Scott. Oh, this has been awesome. I appreciate it. And good luck with the uh, delivery. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) And uh, I mean, you know, we got three kids, so we've been through it. But uh, yeah, you're right there. So good luck to you. And thanks so much for having me on. And uh, we'll definitely catch up. Lots of goodness in this episode. So make sure you check out the show notes because I am linking to Scott's event. I'm linking to his book and I'm linking to his very popular podcast. So make sure you head to becomeamediamaven.com to check out the show notes. And if you like this episode and maybe you're new around here, be sure to check out some of the other ones. I bring on lots of great guests. They're all smarter than me and they're all sharing their expertise. So, hey, you can't go wrong. Thank you so much for stopping by and listening. We will do it again next week.